was a joke. Perfect timing. And we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. A vlogcast that comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because I like to hear myself talk. Seriously, who 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 talks the most on this show? Me. You know why? Because my show. My rules. You don't like it, piss off. And I don't, so, you know, whatever. Self-loathing, I'm Italian, shut up. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I am your main host, I am known as Shujin Tribble, all over the place, S-H-U-J-I-N. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that name. It's kind of hard to miss me. Ask anybody that knows me. They've been trying. Oh, oh lord, have they been trying. Let me go ahead and introduce you to everybody, because, well, <laughs> it's not just all about me. So, from the top left-hand corner of the bingo card, where is your name? There it is. From just outside of, uh, where where is it this week? Uh, just from outside of Bears Paw, Alberta, where it's a balmy minus four Celsius right now. Dallin? I actually know about Bears Paw. Uh, <laughs> As you should. Yeah, you know, something about that self-loathing thing, like you're saying it's the Italian. You're a former Catholic, though, right? Uh, oh. That's, 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 see, now, that's why I say RC stands for recovering Catholic in this case. So, yes, Roman yeah, Catholic recovering Catholic. I, I just want to throw a little bit of the residual, you know, self-loathing. Self they're, they're so. I'm sure that there's absolutely no possibility of that ever having been the case. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. It's my story. I'm sticking with it. From the Midwest of the U.S., where uh, I don't know what it's been doing for you over there, but uh, you probably had a better weather than I did yesterday. I was telling everybody. But Bridget, yeah. good evening. Good evening. Yeah, it's going to be one of those times. From uh, just a little bit to the right on your map, uh, assuming that you're using a... See, that's what happens. I hit the wrong damn button. Assuming that you're actually using a, a globe instead of a flat disc i don't know what's wrong with these people joey hi uh, are you all dry now barely i'll take it there's a story behind that and if you were it's listening, good to have you yes yes it is, it is good to have you and for those of you that are wondering what that what the inside joke of that is you should have been listening to dell and joey and i last night Friday night, but that's that's a uh, that's a thing later. We'll get tri we'll guilt trip you more about that one later. Don't worry, it's all your own damn fault. And from uh, uh <laughs> I don't even know what to call that that. Train yeah, wreck just over don't, there. just don't. We got enough shit on. Unrenote Tech. Hi. Good morning. It was until you tried that. No, yeah, no. The, the <laughs> yeah. land of peach mint ice cream. Hey, look, the rules for setting up a impeachment are unconstitutional. You mean the ones that are set up in the Constitution? Yeah, those are unconstitutional. Yep. Excuse me, how much money do you make in a year? Because, damn, you should be, like, cleaning, I don't know, storm drains with a toothbrush. I know. I know. We've, uh, I've seen it, too. Uh, you know... I, I, I got nothing to say on this one. I got nothing to say that uh, that you haven't already at this point. And there, there's far and away more that could, dare I say, 
could snowball out of control? <laughs> no, I, I'm not allowed. I'm, I'm, I'm it's wrong show. So, see, yeah, I was gonna say wrong show, dude. See, remember I was talking to you guys that you should be listening to us on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. That's that's part of why. Yeah, it's, it, it's all about context. It is. It is. So, yeah, luckily, they're scotch guarded from you guys. Yeah, it's a, that's a that's a whole other thing. See now. Now that I went through all the bother of uh, of building the horrible scopes, I'm kind of wondering if I should ever like haul them out sometime for us. Sure. You know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe not for. Maybe, maybe when we've got one of those, you know, who cares what the hell we're talking about? Shows, and I'll, I'll start using. Oh, like when that. we do uh, basically cards against humanity. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, we'll see about that. Anyway. So yeah, it's it's us. We're back. Uh, we're back to do stuff. And of course, thank you guys for hanging out with us. If you are watching live, and I do see that Stephanie is over there. Mm-hmm. See, for those of you that don't know, on my screen, I actually put the uh, I actually put the live chat on this side of my screen now. So I'm not pointing the other way. And I don't have to cross over. So it's actually over on this side. So when I point, I'm actually pointing at the right side of the screen for a change, which on your, on your screens as you're watching us is the right side. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it. I'm just gonna leave it right there. You know, luckily, since you don't have to do any of the crossing over stuff now, we don't have to get John Edwards on the phone anymore. Um, um, you know, I'm. This is not that show. This is not that show. I'm not going to go ahead and I'm not going to throw a gasket about this guy. I'm not going to throw a gasket. I will, however, say why the hell does this guy actually have a job performing? Because I can't call it anything besides that. Um, I can do you one better. Oh, good lord. Please don't say the Long Island medium. I've got enough shit to live down having come from there. I graduated no. from the place. Leave me alone. No. Oh, no. yeah, by the way, Stephanie and Beth. Good morning, Beth. Yeah. Um. On the channel Animal Planet that I used to have back when I could be equated as happily married. Okay. Oh, the good old days. There was a show that my wife liked to watch because she liked crying or something. I don't know, but it was called Pet Psychic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it was basically a version of Dr. Doolittle. Except she could also talk to the dead pets of people. And there was a special segment on her show dedicated to, to her telling people who had just lost their pets that he's okay. Fluffy's all right. He's wherever he misses you and is looking forward to seeing you again. And of course my now ex-wife at the time was sitting there next to me trying to hold back her tears. And all I could think of was why in the hell are you torturing yourself with this? Yep. 
I've got uh, I've got two words for you. Sylvia Brown. Yeah. Hi, Beth. And for those of you that were not watching, because you're listening to the audio version, you just missed out. Trust me, you, you did. I'm going to go with that one. Um, last item before we uh, before we get uh, get really started with everything. Uh, I, of course, on my smart device, you know, I, I pick up other podcasts because, you know, th- there's a couple of them that I still listen to. Because, as with, you know, some stuff, I find them worthwhile. I have a personal investment in, well, one of them in particular, which is mm-hmm. Ask an Atheist with Sam Mulvey out there in, in Washington State, uh, your side of the country, down. And mm-hmm. uh, we've, we've, we were lucky enough, we had Sam on the show once before. I want to see about having him back. But uh, a couple of weeks ago, he was having, uh, he was having a, a bad day. Uh, he'd found out that a buddy of his had passed, and instead of... He, he he really did not feel like he should be alone, but he kind of wanted to be alone, but probably not such a good idea. So he went to a pub nearby where they do his show, and uh, he had put up a thing on, on Facebook that said, you know, if anybody wants to join me, I'm, I'm over here at the place. And, and uh, you guys might remember a couple weeks ago I talked about that I sent him a drink. I called the place. I talked to the uh, uh, I talked to the uh, the bartender on duty, and I paid for him to have a drink. And you know, I got uh, I got a message from uh, Rebecca of thanks for having done that. But on the most recent episode of uh, of Ask an Atheist with Sam Mulvey, because that's the official name. He hates that terribly, but you know it's whatever. Um, he did. He did say an on-air thank you. Now i I was not anticipating. I, I was hoping, but I did not expect for him to actually put out a not just a thank you for me, but actually having explained the whole thing. So I just want to kind of put out there for everybody every once in a while you can do a little something special for somebody that's just completely out of the norm it doesn't cost you a hell of a lot gets a lot of folks to have a good smile at the whole damn thing and can probably do a really good a really good for somebody's day if you know that somebody's having a bad time you know just consider something like that sometime Random goodness is always a absolutely, good thing. absolutely. You say random goodness. I try for chaotic goodness. It. I'll. T- I'll. You know what? I'll. T- I just do. I, I just take random goodness wherever I can take it. I'm just saying. I, I, I like to roll it for it, it first. <laughs> yeah. To go along with that random goodness on the completely opposite end of the spectrum. I had actually uh, left a voicemail message to them for one of the previous episodes of theirs, which was titled uh, Velociraptor Trebuchet. <laughs> and they were talking about, well, I, I don't remember if that was the title. I think that was the title, but they were talking about, 
I don't know why now, um, using trebuchets to launch velociraptors over the castle walls just to see, you know, how well that would work. And I called him and I said, I would love to see, (laughs) I would love to see if somebody were to just carpet bomb an area with a whole bunch of velociraptors kicked out the back end of a, a, uh, a C-130 Hercules, whatever the hell the name of the damn bird is, and, you know, with, with a bunch of parachutes on them, you know, like, just carpet bomb them with, with all these things. And then uh, I I said, well, actually, I think what would be far and away more interesting would be if there was a misfire where one of the velociraptors kind of got loose inside the bird and and... Things didn't go quite to plan, but, you know, have fun with that idea. And he had a good laugh. He had a really good laugh about that. Okay, I want to see the next Jurassic Park movie now. (laughs) Arcopteryx, I can't pronounce it. Arcopteryxes would be cool, too. Oh, you mean the Archaeopteryx? Uh, Yeah, Archaeopteryx. Yeah. And now, and, and how does Bridget know that? Well, she plays a lot of Ark. Uh, what, what about the motherfucking pterodactyl? Uh, yeah, pterodactyls see, are kind of harmless. They, they, um, I don't know. I don't know. The the worst. Some thing, people got the joke. Others obviously missed it. <laughs> that's just me. Anyway, so how about I just go ahead and get the uh, get the thing damn thing started tonight because uh, I've got a <laughs> I've got a thing for you guys so to start us off with five minutes on the clock why do I still have everybody's name on the screen when they're not supposed to be because I'm supposed to switch I need a thing so that I can switch off everybody else's name I need a I need a toggle switch you need a new scene and then transition to it yeah Oh, yeah. that's because I didn't. That's because I didn't transfer over to the new scene yet. Because that's the one that's got the timer on it. I'm an idiot. So, with five minutes on the clock, your five minute freestyle starts right now. Mad. I've talked about this one before. I am mad about mad, and I don't mean mad as in I'm I'm just cuckoo for cocoa puffs. No, 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 no. No, I'm mad about mad as in I'm angry about. People who decide that MAD is the way to go. MAD standing for Mutually Assured Destruction. It's the greatest way of preventing a war because nobody is stupid enough to pull the trigger on launching a nuclear arsenal because everybody else will launch their nuclear arsenal. And that way, nobody will go ahead and start a war because, I mean, who's going to be stupid enough to go ahead and completely destroy the planet and its entire ecosystem? This has been rolled out in recent times over the last week where I had to deal with somebody yet again about guns. Everybody should have a gun. If everybody has got a gun, then nobody is going to want to go ahead and use a gun because they know that everybody else has got a gun, so they don't want to use a gun because nobody's stupid enough to go ahead and use a gun because everybody's got a gun and everybody's going to shoot everybody else. So... Let's backtrack this just a little bit. Let's go from the microeconomic level where everybody's got a gun. Everybody's got a Derringer. Everybody's got a Derringer. Over, under. Two shots. Boom. 
Good. He took a bullet. Now, who else wants the other bullet? Who? Yes, that's a Kenny Rogers thing. Don't worry about it. Let's scale this up to the macroeconomic level. Nuclear weapons. The United States has got them. Russia's got them. Great Britain. India. Pakistan. Uh, there's, uh, there's a couple of others, you know. But, um, you know, we, we, we don't want everybody to have nuclear weapons. Why? If you're that gung-ho that everybody should have a gun at the micro level, why are you preventing, why are you advocating for there to be as little nuclear propagation as possible? Shouldn't it ramp up the same way so that nobody wants to go ahead and be the first one to launch a nuclear strike because then everybody will launch a nuclear strike and everybody will end up getting hit with something so nobody's going to want to go ahead and shoot because if everybody shoots, then there's going to be nobody left to go ahead and shoot at the whole thing. What's the expression? War doesn't decide who's right, only who's left. So, I know that microeconomics and macroeconomics don't always work in simpatico with each other. There, there are certain things, there, there are certain nuances that don't quite work the same way, but the final tally says, are you bringing in more money than you're trying to spend? How do you figure out what the right convergence of those graphs is? Yeah, I learned a little bit. I didn't learn a lot in college, but I learned a little bit. Why don't you want it at a country level? Why don't they have all the power and ability, all the weaponry, so that they can defend themselves? Isn't that what you want? Isn't that what you're advocating for? Everybody should be able to defend themselves from everybody else? Well, you start from the individual. Individual's got to protect his home, himself, and his family. His castle. I'm looking at certain states here. From being invaded. Okay. So, uh, let's, let's, let's move up to the state level. Isn't that what the state militias are supposed to be for? To protect the individual states inside of the Union. Okay, well, you've got that. Then you've got the federal level, which uh, standing army really wasn't supposed to be a thing, but we've got it now. It's supposed to be able to prevent anybody from invading and coming after you. Shouldn't they have the same right? Shouldn't they have the same privilege, the same expectation of safety? Why should you be worried that somebody's going to pull the gun the first time on a nuclear weapon? Because you know, sooner or later, somebody would be stupid enough to do it. That's why arming every last man, woman, child, and chicken, there's something in the news recently for that one, doesn't work the way that you think it does. This is not the Wild West. You ain't Annie Oakley. You ain't James Bronson. It doesn't work the way that you think it does. 
Grow the hell up. This is episode 295 on the Docky Runner. Love conquers all. Now, this past week, of course, was... Monday was um, Martin Luther King Jr.'s day. Um, it's one of those things that is a, a little a little difficult for me because he's one of those people that was wildly influential. He had, uh, he had stuff that he did that was exceptional for the world that maybe they didn't even think about it. Uh, Not the least of which was keeping Nichelle Nichols on Star Trek originally. Wouldn't have been the same without her. In any case, we are going to talk a little bit about one of the quotes that I put into the show notes. I'll, I'll read it off in a little bit. But some of that message is really, really needed these days. And I... It's nothing to sneeze at. Jesus, really. <laughs> so we're going to kind of touch base on all that. I did go up looking information for Reef Badawi. I, unfortunately, I found some information that I do not like, uh, not the least of which is that the website specifically for him has not been updated with news since um, news reports from 2016. So that news feed is not going to be worthwhile. However, as you guys will see in our Discord chat, I put a link to a tweet that came out uh, 14 hours ago as of our recording, which states, Urgent news. We've received information that Rafe Badawi and Walid, please forgive me, Ebelkair, I believe is how it's pronounced, uh, I'm probably butchered it and I, I apologize, are now in hospital. Their health conditions have deteriorated to their hunger strike. We call on His Majesty King Solomon to intervene and end their arbitrary imprisonment. Hashtag Saudi Arabia. I thought that the hunger strike had stopped. I, I was wrong. So we've got that to concern for and bark at somebody for. So as of the recording of tonight's show, this has now been seven years, seven months, ten days, since Rafe Badawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes. Our hopes and our thoughts are still with you and your family. We are still waiting. So the... The quote that I put into the show notes already is from... I I wasn't sure if it actually was his quote. I had to do a little bit of digging just to be on the safe side because it was one of these photo memes that kind of makes the rounds. And if there's one thing that we learn really quickly, it's probably a good idea to double check a quote because, you know, things like, oh, I don't know, um, outside of a book, 
a dog is a man's best friend. Inside of a dog, it's too dark to read. Read? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It keeps getting attributed to Groucho Marx, who probably stole it from somebody else a good 20 years before that. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. However, the quote that I found was this. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And this, of course, seems to be at odds with things like, um, you know, punch a Nazi day. Which is basically um, from 1939 until present, I think. I could be wrong. I, I, I might have my I, I might have my my dates a little confused on that one, but be that as it may. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's one of those things where I also remember having heard that there was a big difference between Martin Luther King Jr.'s methodology versus Malcolm X. And that Marvel Comics basically use this as part of their MO for Professor Charles Xavier and the X-Men and Magneto, the uh from the Brotherhood of Mutants. Don't worry, it's it's not gonna get it's not gonna get uh, uber nerdier than this. Whereas for Charles and Dr. King, it was I, I forget exactly the way that, that it was worked. It was changed through peace versus Malcolm X, where it was peace through any means necessary, which was oftentimes highly confrontational. There are a lot of back and forth as far as to what's the right way to go. What's the wrong way to go? Is there a right and a wrong way? So we're kind of going to go back and forth on this one just a little bit between the revolution needs to have happen versus why can't we just teach and make the societal coup, I guess maybe the best way of putting it, a gradual, gentler way where we don't have students at Kent State being shot. I'm too young to remember Dr. King myself. I, I, I literally know nothing firsthand for him, but I've seen a lot of the, I've seen a lot of the reels. I've heard his, I've heard his words and man, the man was an orator. He 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 spoke. Man, he 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 spoke. I was too young to remember him. Uh, yeah, he died when I was a baby, but uh, I lived in Memphis at the time, and I know that my parents said that there were riots all over the place after he was killed. Especially Memphis. Yep. And that it was scary times. They were. I mean, the idea of um, uh, 
what was it the uh the, uh, the state uh the state guard coming out and turning fire hoses on people to disperse civil uh, and and peaceful protests mm-hmm. i mean let's face it that's uh that's a twofer that's a lot of water it's a lot of cold water that's 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 nasty it does nasty things to you. I'm thinking about the uh, there is there is an actual physiological thing that happens when the body the human body goes into cold water. Normally, there's a reflex to inhale, which is part of the reason why uh, people that fall into icy waters have a really really bad time of it because they'll inhale water really quickly. So yeah. Um, Cold fire hoses. Yeah, you could, uh, you could, you could, ha- you could have somebody drown. Yeah. But of course, who'd be thinking about that? I mean, his way was to just be peaceful. Don't raise a hand. Don't raise a fist. Don't raise your voice, except to chant and sing. And lock arms and just be together. Yeah, he was um, he was inspired by uh, Mahatma Gandhi in that respect. The nonviolent activism that Gandhi uh, demonstrated, not just preached but actually demonstrated, was part of uh, Mr. King's uh, core. You know, because you can't. So, having worked on a military base, there is some violence you can fight with violence, but violence is not the answer to all violence. And when you're trying to have a discussion, when you're trying to change minds, you don't do it by putting a bullet through the mind. You do it by remaining calm, not picking up your fists, and having a conversation. And I mean, I, I, I keep forgetting the name of this guy, which really pisses me off because he's he's awesome. He kept going around to KKK, Triple uh, K members and going, you know, hey, look, you know, let's talk about this. And he kept ha- helping them see that, you know, yeah. being a racist is not a good thing. Uh, we had we mentioned him on the show uh, a few weeks ago. So, Let me- yeah, we mention them a lot, and, uh, and and the problem is, is I have this horrible, horrible time in names. My brain is. Uh guys, am I having a, am I having a problem with tech, or is this just for like everybody? I can hear him fine. I can hear him fine. Is it voice or video that you're having a problem with? I I had you kind of network out. Yeah, your your video froze for a second there too, Shujin. So, mm. oh, great. Yeah, um, I did find the name Daryl Davis. Okay, so, um, but yeah, like, yeah, he, he just hundreds of KKK members just by sitting down and having a conversation with them, not by getting up and punching a neo-Nazi day, uh, not by getting up and telling them, hey, look, you're a despicable human being for being racist towards people like myself, or any of that other crap. He didn't even dis, uh, dismiss dismiss them in the initial conversation. He listened to them. He listened to what they had to say. 
you know, we're all yelling at each other at this point in time. And the ones who are listening, you know, they're listening to both. Great. Now that we know where you stand, let's talk. But the yelling sides are like, no, no, no. You have to agree with me 100% or you're wrong. And it's like, you know, some people can be wrong about some things and right about other things. And they can still be a good person. They could also be right about some things and wrong about other things and be a bad person. One doesn't imply the other automatically. That's right. And it's something that we forget, which is why when I, you know, hear about somebody who is um, a KKK member is they may not be a bad person. They're taking a bad stance. They're taking a bad position. Maybe they didn't realize, maybe they were never given a chance to realize through indoctrination that there is a better way. Yeah. What was uh, what's the expression that I've used on uh, too damn many occasions? You were taught wrong. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, Stephanie's got a thing for you there. Uh, I don't have the thing up right now. Sorry. You know, I perfect opportunity for me to go ahead and comment about you not having it up at the moment. And it's <laughs> fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. It's fine. No, I don't have the feed up is what I'm saying. You kicked me out for some reason. Uh, All right. Uh, Vouch does the same online. Okay. Cool. Not, yep. Not familiar with. Oh, Dallin. Um, if you uh, drop the name into the uh, the stuff so that I've sure. got it for later. Thank you. But my, my point is, is that there, there's a lot of things that people um, they'll either ignore or they'll rage against. For example, one of the thing. Uh, one of the th- and dismiss automatically is Martin Luther King Jr. stance on family planning. Now he was given an award by, um, uh, I forget. Crap. What was it? Um, I forget who was giving it to him. Uh, oh, and, uh, Dallin, yeah, you- uh, Margaret Singer award. Sorry. Um, back on May 5th, 1966. Cool. And the thing was, is that um, the message that Mr. King had or, uh, was delivered through his wife because he literally could not attend. And the message was, um, and, and this this is something it points out. Unlike plagues of the dark ages or contemporary diseases we do not yet understand, the modern plague of over of overpopulation is soluble by means we have discovered and with resources we possess, he wrote. What is lacking is not sufficient knowledge of the solution, but universal consciousness of the gravity of the problem and education of the billions who are its victims. He wasn't just referring uh, to black men and people. Um, In his writing, he actually points out both black and white end up having a lot of unwanted children and it's very tragic uh, both to a child and to people when that happens in the play it's almost like a curse Um, he wasn't for eugenics but because um, Margaret uh, what was her name again Margaret Sanger Sanger, 
uh, supposedly was. I don't know the full story on that. I can neither take one side or the other. They dismiss his words on it, saying that, oh, he was misled in this, that, and the other thing. It's like, he was talking about world resources, not just families that can't afford to have a kid, but we also have a, you know, a problem on the planet of more and more and more and more people, you know, and he wasn't talking about just killing a bunch of people. He was talking about not having the kids in the first place for families who don't want to have kids and that we have solutions. Even back then we had certain kinds of solutions. And if you didn't like the a form of the solution, you didn't have to use it. Just like now, you know, people who don't want, if, if a woman doesn't want uh, an, an IUD, she, but she wants to take something, she's got the pill and there's other stuff. Uh, there's uh, an injection called the depot shot. For, uh, I forget what the full name of it is. There's even a patch that, that uh, a woman can wear. And then for guys, there's things that we can do. You know, we don't have to just get snipped. They're working on a pill for that. We can wear condoms. There's a lot of things, a lot of options that prevent the creation in the first place, regardless of whether you opt for uh, it begins a conception kind of crap. We can prevent conception to begin with in the first place. And, um, you know, the second piece, some people hear that they're like, oh, you know, you're a bad person because you're trying to kill babies. It's like, wait, what? No, 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 no. I'm not trying to kill babies. I'm trying to prevent unwanted pregnancies because we have a resource problem on the planet. We have resource problems in various countries. It takes an undue burden on every society. It takes an undue burden on other people. And, if you, if you want to see what it's like, just go visit an orphanage. Just joining us from across the pond over in uh, Paris, France, Joseph, good morning. Glad uh, glad you're able to make it. How are you doing? Yeah, good morning. Sorry I'm late. No, it's quite all right. I mean, Saturday, I, I, would, I would expect that you, you know, Saturday to Sunday, I'd expect that you'd want to sleep in a little bit. I mean, you know. Getting to walk well, around a lot the last week, I think. No? Um, well, not so much, because my job is right across the street from where I live. Oh, that's oh, right. Nice. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of hard coming up with an excuse for being late. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, There, there's that. There's an old lady in a wheelchair, and she stuck behind her, and she wouldn't move. Anyways. Uh, um, and I've, I've, I've got a... I've got a it was a trying week. <laughs> what did you try this week? Uh, myself. Oh, covered in gravy? Mm, oh, wait, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I have, have a completely different fantasy. <laughs> Meanwhile, the first thing that was coming to my mind as far as to, you know, how to, uh, how to excuse yourself for being late, all I could hear in my head is, but I'm a little tired. <laughs> And there, there, there are some people who know exactly what I'm talking about. And like I keep saying, you're my people. Yeah. And when it, when it comes to the fact that I'm living in France, I'm sure there's other suggestions. <laughs> Cheese and digestion, maybe. It could know. be. It could be. There's a, there's, a, there's a whole other thing for that. Anyway, later. That's a, that's a, that's a flash oh, animation for later. Topic. Dr. King. And his idea that we need to use we need to use uh, 
peace, love, and understanding instead of necessarily punch a Nazi, which I'm not saying punch a Nazi is a bad thing. I mean, it's, it's rather, it's been rather popular since, you know, the, the early 20th century, uh, continues to be. Hmm. But that's, uh, you know, I understand (laughs) being of Jewish culture and having a Jewish background and Jewish family and everything else, uh, despite being an atheist, I understand the desire to punch a Nazi. Uh, my family was almost wiped out by Nazis. At least one side of it was. Um, so I understand that, that when somebody is doing, you know, the high five and they've got that wonderful little double lightning bolt on there, you, you just really want to high five them in the back of the head and go, look, you're being an idiot or, they're spouting something off and you kind of want to introduce them to Mr. or Mrs. Knuckle, you know, I'm sorry, Mr. or Miss, I'm not going to assume Mrs. Um, I understand. I empathize. I, I understand the desire to go. You are hurting me and I want to hurt you back, but that is your emotions screaming. And one of the things that, We've seen beef is not screaming, but listening and talking peacefully. It's more effective in the long run. We just need to stop screaming. We need to stop punching. But and it's hard. It's not easy. I will never ever easy because I've punched brick walls when I've gotten pissed. Ouch. Yeah, my right hand is slightly messed up from that. Um, it, but I learned a lesson about punching brick walls. They usually win, which is why I don't do it very much. I've hardly ever done it, uh, except for that one court case. When I've been wronged, and I think this should go for other people too, I'm not sure, just speaking for myself, but what's most What's most important to me is that the person who wronged me realizes what they've done. That they and they uh, they acknowledge it. Yeah, that's... they realize that what they did was wrong. And you know, that's like I've said this before. Like that's uh, coming forward with that is for me. They're ninety percent forgiven already. If they want to repair the damage they did, oh, so much the better. But I mean, uh, just whatever you've done, just stop doing it. Yeah, but there, therein lies the problem. The that getting to that bridge, never mind over it, for some of these groups, and something tells me that we're gonna kind of keep running through this thing because the friggin' neo Nazis. I know, it, I know. It's no easy. I make it sound easy, but it's no easy option. No. And I mean, when people are stuck in clan mentality, there is no right or wrong. It's what my clan is doing and us and them. So there's all that to deconstruct before you can even get to any rational conversation. And therein lies the problem. Even getting to that bridge. Because if there is no willingness to even entertain listening, never mind acceptance, you know, it's it's verbally smacking a wall. 
it's just simply not going to go anywhere. And I think that's that's a really tough uh, a really tough idea to uh, to go with. Yes. Oh God, I've got her in my head again. Heretic woman is giving me all kinds of shit in my own head because, yes, you need to love people, but God damn these people that want to kill other people don't deserve to be forgiven straight away. They need to be hit in the back of the head with a two by four, or if that's not available, a four by four. That's perfectly fine too. A Buick maybe. See that that's the thing. You have people who have been fighting each other for so long and killing one another for so long. Irregard uh, sorry, we don't even that's, re- that's redundant. Grammar slammer bammer. <laughs> Fight me. Um regardless of whether or not they remember why they even started fighting in the first place. It's so ingrained. It's so uh, indoctrinated in them from birth. And it's so easy. It's easy to hate. It really is. It's easy to not like that which is different, to dismiss that which is different, to not even put it on the same level as a fellow human being just because it's different. And how do you stop that? How do you break that uh, cycle? Sometimes some people find their own way out of it. Congratulations. You have beaten the numerical odds. Uh, And then other people, sometimes they're shaken out of it. An event happens, somebody close, somebody dear, something just random, whatever. And then, Unfortunately, most never get out of it in the first place. Some do actually just go, you know, I'm really tired of this crap. The hell with this crap. I'm moving on with my life. Bravo! Yeah. So again, this, um, this sort of mentality is more a reaction than, than anything. It's again, can I add to the mix a lack of critical thought? Because I mean, if you don't think about what you've done, you just react. A lot of people don't even know why they do what they do. Like I was saying before, you know, the the mantra that I have, you know, you were taught wrong. Mm-hmm. How can you question what you are doing when you have literally no concept that there is anything else? <coughs> that's the problem. And I think that's where the uh, the love part comes in. There are certain people that, I don't like to say it this way, but there are certain people we will never get through to. They will never listen to us. They will never entertain. They will, they will la la la. They, they will be the screaming uh, evangelist in Walmart. You guys have seen that video recently, right? Mm-hmm. But, those aren't the people that we can do anything about. They're the ones that we have to say, look, this is an example of what many other people see. This is the prototype for what you learned. This is the archetype that everybody else is basing their, their preconceived notions against. 
I don't think that's who you are, and I want to find out who you actually are. Can we discuss? And like the um, the video for the lady screaming at the store. Uh, <laughs> that's wow. also an example of somebody who has potentially something wrong with their brain chemistry or their body chemistry is off and it's affecting their brain again either or it's some something is affecting the brain some way shape or form and when you have somebody who their brain hold on possibly yes possibly possibly it is it is it and it's also um having seen people who have manic attacks having been around people who were bipolar um having couple friends who are bipolar and having those friendships sorely tested um yeah i i, I want yeah, and I'm, so on and so forth i'm not a doctor but i have seen some of the symptoms of some of these things okay right firsthand right and i, I want to make sure that everybody understands we're not trying to make any kind of a, a, a value judgment on the woman we're not trying to make a medical diagnosis on the woman right. all we're saying is i that, don't know what? if the woman was just a firm believer or if she had a mental issue or anything like that i can't say what we what I'm saying, go ahead yeah what we can say is what she did was highly out of the norm and exceptionally uncomfortable for many people mm-hmm. especially those of us who've watched the video from afar and how she reacted to those around her, you know, yeah. those who were trying to intercede, Do you have a share here? similarities with people who have things going on upstairs that shouldn't be going on or vice versa. And so when we see somebody in a situation like this, it's not unkind to recommend some help. Not because of their viewpoint, but because of how they're their viewpoint. Yeah, there's it's one thing to go up to somebody and go, hi, look, Jesus loves you. You should pray. Have a nice day. Bye. And another one going, you need to stop what you're doing and pray right now. And it's like, most people don't normally act that way. There might be cause for an alarm. Maybe seek some help. Because if there is something going on upstairs... The sooner a person in that situation gets assistance, usually the better off that person's going to be. There's that. There's that. Uh, um, again, I'm not a doctor. Yeah. Uh, Joseph, you were, uh, I take it that this is, uh, this is a video that you're unfamiliar with currently? Uh, yeah, I haven't seen that. Do I want to? Um, it's a little cringy. Okay. So that's a loaded question. And it's highly cringy. But hey, that's what we signed so up for. So basically, a guy's trying to check out, and a lady is basically getting extremely manic about how he's going to help, and she's trying to save him. And it just goes from bad to worse. Yeah, I can't. Oh, good uh, situations like that. I can't stop comparing to uh, a badly programmed robot. You know, well, when, when I haven't program- seen it, so I guess drop a link in the chat. <laughs> Okie dokie. Like, people tend to get hysterical when whatever they're programmed with is confronted with reality. And the formula doesn't work, so they don't know what to do. Why the vi- 
um, after she had already started going after the guy. Because most people aren't just walking around with their cameras on record most of the time. It's usually after a bunch of stuff has happened or one or two key. My curiosity is, what was the trigger? Was it, um, you know, just she had a moment and, and zeroed in on this guy? Was it maybe he had a T-shirt on? that had Ozzy Osbourne on it. And, you know, you've got people of certain age range who look at Ozzy as uh, Satan's new, new you know, love child. Still. Um, yeah. Yeah. Could still. Be something as simple as like the um, color of the shirt. Well, no, just her saying something like God bless you and something. And she's not getting the expected reaction. Oh, even that is enough to trigger. Oh, she, uh, she, she went way off. She went. She went from one to fourteen inside of five seconds, and she was cussing up a storm. She was mf this and f this, and you were an mf'er, and and I mean, it was. I'm trying to save you, motherfucker. <laughs> Christian behavior, and and the the thing of it is, I I want to say it was very. Um, I forget what the right term for it is, but it, it, it she flip-flopped really quickly at one point when people came over and were just like, look, man, we need to talk. Yes, she was all nice. She was all nice. And then when she was getting told that, you know, don't really want you to be talking like this, all of a sudden, off the deep end, all over again. Just gone. Just gone. I posted a link. And okay. Then, oh, you, you found it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna, we'll see by how I have to watch it. Okay, now here's something to, to to take the little bit of the seriousness and add a little bit of lightheartedness to this. One of the comments posted in the YouTube video actually fell inside. Was she possessed by the spirit of Samuel L. Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> you know, this reminds Thank me you, of um, Neko Designer. Thank you. Nice. There was um. There was a show on ago. Um, it was kind of like a Trading Places show. I don't know if you guys had ever heard of this. Yes, I've heard of Trading Pla- uh, uh, Trading or wait, more like Trading Wives, right? Yeah, yeah I think but you know what I'm talking. You know the one. I'm- the the houses stuff, right? Yeah. So yeah. they they got these two families. One very conservative Christian type family. <laughs> the uh, the other one was kind of a uh, hedonistic, but very lackadaisical, crystal-waving, flower-child, artsy-fartsy, hippie-type people. Oh, it would be great when they open up the bottom drawer. Oh, it gets better. So they trade the wife. So the, the wife of the Christian family, who is the one who wears the cross in that family, if you know what I mean. Is she the one that flipped out and claimed PTSD? I don't know about that, but like she was screaming that she was a God warrior, that she would reject the money because it was coming from a non-Christian and blarty. And she took the money. Yep. Well, she ended up taking the money afterwards after she calmed down. Uh, I think it's largely because I think the husband sat her down and said, listen, bitch. And, you know, it gave her his version of the come to Jesus moment because that, that amount of money was not unsubstantial. And would definitely go to helping certain members of that family realize certain life goals 
or at least get them on the path to something other than, you know, scraping for every penny you could. Yep. And I'm not even going to click on that thing because really I don't need to cringe any more than I already do these days. No, if, if anybody wants to go looking for it, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, well, I'll, no, I'll, I'm, I'll I'm saying looking it. at this, looking at this video just reminded me of that. Oh yeah. Um, but, but then wasn't there also, there, there was that lady who, uh, she went into a museum and said something about how, you know, this is the same lady that said that the, the logo of the monster can was actually six, six, six upside down. And it was oh. uh, the devil's drink. <laughs> you remember her? Yeah. That charming lady who talked about demons and dragons and all that wonderful stuff. Well, if memory serves, both demons and dragons are in the Bible. So. Yeah. Yeah. But apparently dinosaurs were demons and dragons and, uh, they, they shouldn't be, uh, and, and the, the Tyrannosaurus is actually a dragon because dragons are real. And I just pissed off half the furry fandom there. Uh, sorry, not sorry. You freaking scalies. <laughs> I, I, I have to kind of feel sorry for people who believe that when they're surrounded by them all the time and they're afraid. I know, right? Like, how what? could you live like that? Well, and this is the thing that really, like a lot of the stuff we see these days, like the, these notions of, and, and believe me, I'm going to circle this back. So, you know, Martin Luther King stood up for civil rights for everybody, which any rational person would look at that and go, well, duh, common sense. Yeah, you know, would think? I'm a human, you're a human, we're all humans. That's why we call it human rights. What kind of existence do you have if you wake up every day hating a subset of the human race just because of the color of their skin? What kind of life can you honestly say you have if day after day you are filled with nothing but contempt at the world. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a little more these days. Maybe it's my age. I don't know, but I'm a little more high speed, low drag these days. Oh, oh, Mr. Cotter, Mr. Cotter. Oh, 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 I get the answer. Oh, I get the answer. Okay. Okay. okay let me, let me hear it, Mr. Horshack. Privileged. Completely uh, privileged. As in, you don't have to have a silver spoon in your mouth, but you sure as shit live in the neighborhood where everybody else does. You know, there's a weird kind of thing that happens when you have people who feel uh, that they've been given a privilege or they, they've been given a right and they have it, but other people don't for whatever reason. It could be because of money, it could be because of politics, whatever. And then suddenly they start seeing people that didn't have it before have it. Now they feel like it's being taken away from them. Now, mind you, nothing's been taken away. It's just that other people who maybe they weren't at that level before are suddenly having those same opportunities. But they feel that they've been slighted, that they are, they're less that... Think something's been taken away from them. It's no longer p 
part of the, it's like, what the hell, man? It's not like some, it's, it's, it's not like somebody said, look, you know, that thing that you were doing, you can't do that anymore because nobody else is allowed to do it. So you're not allowed to do it. No, that that's actually taking away a an on you know yeah a privilege. On the other hand, if it goes, hey, you know that uh, paintball arena that you like to paint play at, yeah, you're, you're going to have a lot more players to play with. What do you mean, why? Uh, because we've been advertising and more people moved into the area, so now they can come here too. What do you yeah. mean? I'm taking away your right to play paintball. You can come here anytime you want. Yeah, well, they just they just want someone else at the bottom of the totem pole so they can feel better about themselves. That's all that is. And again, yeah. though, and they're taught some are taught that. But again, what a sad, lonely must live if that's how you see the world. I don't mm-hmm. know that he's, that uh, Trump is lonely. I mean, look at look at how he does see the world. He's got all these people paying attention to him. Yeah, the way that now, I've heard yeah. It, yep. it, the way that I heard it described is that some people think of it in terms of I've got my pie uh, because I've got the slice of the pie that's out there. We've all got a slice of pie. Well, now you're trying to take away a part of my slice of that pie when everybody else is saying, "No, we're making a bigger pie." so that more people can have the same size slice. You've got the same slice as everybody else. We're just making a bigger pie. Yeah. But they're, yeah, because they are no longer, they no longer get all the attention points that they wanted before that they were used to have it. They're no longer special, but, but, but nothing has really changed. Like, you know, you go to bed in satin sheets, you wake up in satin sheets. Nothing's really changed. The fact that a new neighbor just moved in, you know, uh, a block away from your estate, uh, which was, you know, originally uh, abandoned because no one could afford it, but someone finally could afford it. That's not going to change the fact that you still go to bed and wake up in satin sheets. But I I, I don't know, like maybe it's because I've never had, enough money to consider myself like a a mogul of anything or like a a pillar of finance or anything like that. Well, it's, it's not that. Uh, Well, it, it, it could very easily be part of that, but how many times, how many times have I said it's a reflection at the top of our country, at the bottom of yours, it's me versus we, for you guys, culturally speaking, you guys have always been, for the longest time, for the most part, yeah, we're we're all Canadian. You're Canadian, I'm Canadian. Yeah, and? Whereas yeah. for us, it's been, you're white, and, and you own property? I'm white, and I own property. And, and we're both male. Exactly the way it's... Oh, okay. So you're white. You, 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 all right, you're female. Okay. Fine. I guess maybe you can, you know, do all the things that we can. But you're, you're still not allowed to have, you know, property, you know, things like uh, your own Yeah, it, it turns into that. It, it becomes that, that the, the erosion of that puritanical mindset. Yeah. Which... Uh, and again, maybe it just could be my upbringing, but you know, for, for a lot of this is, it's just been, I, I look at these people and 
quite frankly, I, I adopt sort of the, the Frasier crane, you know, Kelsey Graham look like what a sad story life you must lead. If that's what's going on in your head, you know, it, it, to me, that that's just how it feels. It's like mm-hmm. now in all honesty, yeah, we do have the same kind of, we do have people up here who are just uh, the same amount of, you know, self-entitled, self-important dick bags. Um, but they we, are we the do have them up here in some circles. Yeah. Um, I would, if I can add, as a fellow Canadian, um, I think uh, Canada is also stuck in uh, the same um, survival <clears throat> uh, clique. But the thing is, um, Canadians are more comfortable. And it's only when times get dire uh, where that, uh, that sort of uh, mindset uh, turns to... Uh, violence and anger and whatever. Yeah. And and the trouble is now, um, you know, and what we're seeing, like what we're seeing these days, especially down in the States is nobody's one, nobody's willing to listen to anybody anymore. (laughs) No, no. Everything is, yeah. Everything is punch a Nazi, punch a racist, punch a libtard, punch an SJW, punch, punch, a, that boomer. Bo- punch a boomer, punch a millennial, punch this, punch that. And, and the trouble is, and, and this is really bad because when we, when this whole, like when it all started with like the, our, our, the atheist movement, we weren't trying to punch anybody. We wanted to sit down. We wanted to understand the why to present our case and hopefully turn a few heads. But now everything has turned into, Oh, you're a Christian. I get to punch you. Oh, you're not my kind of atheist. I get to punch you. Oh, you're, you're an atheist, but you're also a a, a cis white male. No, I'm going to punch you too. There, There is, there is an erosion of that whole idea of conversation and rationality that we spent years trying to build up. And now everything is knee jerk reaction, push the button, punch whoever you want. And I have a and hard it's time. Wonder, just... It's one of that. Nobody takes, you know, honestly, I, I think this movement is not being taken nearly as seriously or as reverently as it used to be. And I'm worried about that. Yeah, I think, you know, I'm, I'm trying to decide where that's coming from. I don't think that represents the majority of atheists. Um, but, of course, the noisiest part gets the most attention. You just first, spoke. You took the words right out of my mouth there, Joseph. Um, the squeaky wheel is getting the grease. and Yeah, and making it bad for all of us. But I'm, yeah. I'm wondering where that kind of reaction comes from. It's, it's either a lack of critical thought, pure laziness, or comes from two places and i do feel a certain frustration because um i'm sorry to say that the the non-thought majority i mean they are the majority and trying to reason with people who don't know how to do anything but react um that gets pretty frustrating with time yeah it comes from hate and fear yeah but but the thing is 
aren't the people who we look up to instead of trying to help us push past that hate and fear, they're amplifying it. They're amplifying it because they themselves, okay, you whip, you whip people up into a frenzy, you know, or what we would call uh, raising awareness. I just used finger quotes, even though my camera's, they whip you up into this frenzy of rage, fear, paranoia, and knee-jerk want to punch the world. But they also try to engender the hopelessness that certain evangelicals like to play with. And who has the solution to your problem but the people who are engendering all of this crap in the first place? You know, the world's going to end, but if you follow me, dot, 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 because nobody really cares what happens. So, so long as you can follow somebody who gives you that glimmer of hope that things well, can get better, even though they're the ones that are making it worse in the first place. It's that mentality that has to stop. I mean, it's in every situation, it leads to a bad place. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on. If, if it's the world's going to end in, in X number of years, or if, uh, you know, the, the devil's going to rise with the next election. I, I think, uh, Oh God, what's his name? The, the soup guy. I think he said that one a few times. There's a, there's a problem though, because there, as we know for well, nothing is ever a, a cut and dry. There's always a nuance to every damn thing. And the the problem that I've got is there are times and there are individuals where, and for lack of a better way of putting it, an armed response, whether it be punch Nazi, uh, throwing milkshakes, whatever, thro throwing rotten fruit, is the appropriate response. And I think the bar for where that line should be, when to cross it, who to cross it with, has been pushed lower and lower over time. Because, well, let's face it, when, when peaceful protesters or counter-protesters are driven over and killed with a car. Yeah. That's a hard one to say, I will forgive you if we can sit down and talk. I don't... I don't know that I could do it. I don't think that I could. And right there... The fact that that happened should have been the call right there that, you know what? This has gone too far. Mm -hmm. Both sides yeah, should have looked at that and went, oh, sh honestly, both sides at that point should have had an oh, shit moment. Realized just exactly how far out of hand this got and did sit down. That would have been the perfect time. You know what they say? It's all fun and games till someone loses an eye. In this case, someone lost their life at that point. A mature society should have sat down and went, okay, you know what? This is getting too out of hand. 
we got to work something. We got to work on something here. But instead, it spiralled into the shit show that we're dealing with now. Okay. Yeah, and part of that more is, people planning crap like that. And, and part of that problem is caused by the public-facing, loudest-spoken fact uh, human factors, such as politicians who gloss over it, politicians who don't actually condone it, and they try to make it seem like well, they're not the bad guy for running people over because, you know, the other side's not very good either. It's like that. That's like saying, oh, you know, that person over there deserved to get raped because they had thoughts of raping somebody else. Well, people who do that only are thinking of their own. And, and that's the thing. There's a lot of it right now, especially in American politics. There is a lot of the people who have other people's attention. And when they do these things that are not healthy and are not beneficial, the people who are like-minded act on that and are encouraged by it. But that's exactly it. It's like that, that woman in Walmart, if she had somebody from her church there, you know, she would probably be cheered on by that person. Whereas everybody Maybe. else... Yeah, well, just... But I'm just trying to um, uh, describe a mindset. Okay, sorry. Or, or it's like, or, okay, watching a debate, like, for example, the, the famous Ken Ham, uh, Bill Nye debate. You know, uh, the believers there were probably thought that uh, that Ken Ham won. Because they're like, um, just nodding their head in agreement whenever they hear something familiar. I'm pretty sure that you're your your statement holds true that there were yeah. more than likely uh, statistics would probably show that there are more than likely people there nodding along with everything Ken Ham had to say. It's it's again it's it's when you don't decide for yourself what's good for yourself. First off, you forego the responsibility for your own survival. But more importantly, for other people, it's. Um, everything comes down to a question of same or different when somebody else decides for you. If you're incapable of judging, uh, observing somebody else's behavior and uh, deciding whether it's beneficial or bad for whoever's around them or whatever, or even for yourself, whether it's a model to, to follow, if, if you're not willing or capable to make that kind of decision, um, just no matter what they're doing, um, the other person is just going to be, you know, different is bad, same is good, and and that's it. And that's that's I, for me. That's ninety nine percent of where all the problems lie in in humanity because like we're all together, and we can't decide for ourselves um, what's good for each other. We're just all thinking about our own well-being. We're not loving and really loving and hoping for the best for that person next to us. Yeah. Uh, there's something that uh, Stephanie put that is kind of kind of interesting because it, I, I feel it really cuts to the quick a lot on this one. Saying that the U.S. society is 
infantilized. At this point in time, you're absolutely. I I, I yeah. agree with her. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't remember what the what the right terms are for it. The, the id, the superego. I don't I don't care. The 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 I want the the terrible twos is. Yeah, that's that's the id. Um, okay. Or uh, if you want to get really Greek on it, the physis. It's the it's the base. It's the base of who you are, the, the lizard brain, if you will. Uh, the, the id is, I want. The ego is, I want a hot dog. The super ego is, shit, I can't have a hot dog because I'm Jewish. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the, those are the three levels. You've got your base instinct, then the ego is your personality, but the super ego is, your, is the society oh, oh, oh. Around, in which you live. And super super ego is why am I Jewish? Um, I doesn't quite go that far, but why can't eat a hot dog? Good question. Hmm? Um, yeah, why are you Jewish? No. Well, um, not my fault. That was a bad joke. I'm not. Um, the uh, why not? <laughs> Obviously, not watching your video. The um, the 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 id, the the lizard brain part. Mm-hmm. Is that the part that has the most authority when it's a matter of, for lack of a better way of putting it, life or death? Yes, and. Allow me to allow me to circle this one because I've actually had I had to do something on this in university. Okay, I, I think I'm kind of wondering if you if you see where I'm going at this point. Uh, very possible. The Peloponnesian War. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. I'm not that old, for fuck's sake. I'm fifty. <laughs> I am not that. All right, Bridget might have. I He's was not. Th- Shut up. I was not there. Okay, if I remember this one correctly, the Peloponnesian War was between Athens and Sparta. Uh, Most notably, there was a siege. Sparta laid siege to the city of Athens. Now, Athens was quite the place at the time. Oh, yeah. Um, They had aqueducts. They um, They actually had a sewer system. It was a little on the open air side, but it was there nonetheless. When Sparta laid siege to it, uh, let's just say certain uh, things that were expected to outflow didn't. People got very sick very fast. Many people died. And what they, they called, they what they called, the well, yeah, yeah. But anyways, um, so what they, what um, this writer that I had to study, what he referred to as nomos, which is the the super ego and the ego that deteriorated in the city of Athens. Uh, People were doing whatever they could to survive. And instead of uh, proper like burial rites, for instance, depending on your class, when you lived in Athens, you know how you were buried. Uh, The second you died, you were thrown on a, they just, they were trying to burn the bodies to get rid of whatever plague was there. Religion fell apart. Society fell apart. 
all that was left is what do I have to do so that I can see the next day? So it's kind of the same thing with id. It's like screw society, screw personality. I'll rebuild all that stuff later. But right now I've got to get to a place where I can see the next day so that I can start the rebuilding. So yeah, that's where, that's where it's going to the, the id, the physis. It's all about at, at that point, you're in pure survival mode. Okay. Holding that for a second. Uh, TDTF. Evan, uh, is adding in fear monger demagogue. Make it, uh, I think maybe you meant uh, fear mongering different. Anyway, yeah. uh, make it all scary. Cheery. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Let me, let me look that one up. Yeah, uh, I want to get a pronunciation on that one. Cause I, I've seen that one before. I think that's a Greek, uh, a Greek term. I could be uh. wrong. Uh, Chirigian, Chirigian, Dallin will get oh, the, it, yeah, here, here it is. Um, hmm. we got, it's, it's actually, uh, here we go. Um, so how be I punch you in the nose? You say it's pronounced Bartholomew. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Bob. Chirigian or Chirigian. Uh, it's actually an archaic word. It's an archaic version of the word surgeon. From? Uh, from the 13th century Middle English. Ooh. Uh, from, the, from, from the Anglo-French. Like, it's, it, it's an old way of saying surgeon. Okay. Uh, is, is it pronounced Kyrgyz? Chir- uh, no, Kyrgyzian. Kyrgyzian. I'm sorry, I've just got the Kurgan in my head now. Okay, uh, make only one way to fix it. Politics follows suits to win. Now, see, he's he's laughing at us because you 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 just no. He, he, he's laughing at the fact that I had to go look up that damn word. No, he's no, he's he's laughing at us because you you What's went ahead ass? you had you had this word come up on on your word today calendar. So you know, don't well, don't be was... don't be making us look like we're idiots because you're trying to show off this that you suddenly got this smart compared to us. Don't, I got don't. three words for you. Final Fantasy 14. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's that where I half. saw it. <laughs> cut, cut that number in half. The remake's coming soon. So, so what will I have chocobos? Of course they have chocobos. <laughs> okay. So here's where I'm going with the whole damn thing. I'm kind of wondering, for those of you that I did not live through the time of the decline of the Roman Empire either, okay? I don't want to hear shit. So I'm kind of wondering if the decline and fall of the American Empire is kind of following the same way that I've heard people discuss it that Wages have not continued on. Inflation has crawled up and up and fewer money going around for a whole bunch of other people who have got to scrimp and save and claw their way through to the next couple of weeks or months. And I kind of wonder if a little bit of this is where some of that, well, I, I need, not necessarily I want, but I need 
And if you get in the way of that, well, then we're going to kind of come to blows. Because... Go ahead. If you you compare um, the fall of the Roman Empire and um, present... uh, The fall of the Roman Empire basically became came around because of the collapse of their their slave economy but um this again this if you look at slavery uh slavery is actually wealth uh, another form of wealth disparity and that's kind of the situation today we don't call it slavery but i mean there's one part of the population who can't even afford housing or food because their wages are so low mm-hmm yeah, there, there's. I've said, this, I've said this before, but you know, back in the days of slavery, you know, at least the the slave owner would give food and lodging. They don't even uh, do that. Yeah, because a slave was considered, you know, akin to an animal, and you know, back then they knew to keep their animals well fed. You know, like their horses but, and stuff. But that I, I still, I think that uh, some employers consider their employees uh, to be that way. But instead of providing food and lodging, they say, fuck you, fend for yourself. Yeah. yeah. It's even worse in a way. Well, I- indeed, b- because there's a, um, the only responsibility that the, the employer feels is to, you know, hand out a pittance. Um, that's it. You can be replaced. Oh, that's just it. Like, uh, here, here's your money. Your, uh, and just remember, if you don't like it, I could replace you tomorrow, uh, which was really, which actually kind of falls into something I was, uh, I, I put on tonight's um, weekend update. There was a, I found this one kind of weird because it was a KFC employee who had a bit of a disparity over their paycheck and ended up driving their vehicle through the drive-through in a perpendicular sense, not going through to pick up food, but, you know, going into, to introduce the engine block of their car or of their vehicle to the building. But what I found really weird is the fact that the vehicle in question was a Ford expedition. You guys know what that is? It's a big car. Yeah, I drive an Escape. It's considered a, a crossover style. That yeah, I almost bought thing. a Ford Escape. Yeah. Then you've got the Explorer. I've driven one of those things. It's a tank. The Expedition is bigger than the Explorer. As a matter of fact, the engine noise on that thing sounds less like an internal combustion engine and more like a turbine. Let's just put it this way. It's an eight-seat pa- uh, eight passenger SUV. Yeah, it's got it's big. Yeah, which makes me wonder how does a dude working for KFC afford something like that? But um, but beside well, the point, that, that on, I can, to be fair, to be fair, fair. Uh, we don't know whether this person bought it new or whether they bought it used or whether they bought it off Craigslist. No, you're absolutely right. There there, there was a fair bit of context missing. To be- <laughs> to I mean, be fair, I, I am speaking as an individual who has bought many a car off of uh, off Craigslist and similar outlets, and uh, yeah. 
Or he may have done a better job at one time and could have afforded it. No, that's true. Like I said, there, there's a lot of context, uh, you know, missing. missing. Um, but I just found it interesting that, you know, a, a guy is willing to ram a vehicle that allegedly expensive into a restaurant <clears throat> over a paycheck. Here's the thing. When somebody loses really it, <laughs> when, when somebody loses their shit, and, and that's exactly how I plan on putting it. It's not a medical or technical term. When somebody loses their shit, depending on the person, their personality type, what the context was that caused them to lose their shit and a bunch of other factors, some people will just go, I'm going to do this. I'm not thinking about the consequences. I'm not thinking about the waste of money or expenses or anything else. I'm doing this because of whatever. It was like, they want my money? Fine. And and they're not going to give it to me? Fine. Then I'm going to take away their drive-thru so they can't make money. Boom! Car into the drive-thru. Doesn't matter that it just totaled their car and now they're out of that. Doesn't matter that they're out of a job. Doesn't matter that they're probably going to get sued into infinity and so on and so forth. They, They went mental and action was taken. You know what you're describing? You're describing a temper tantrum. Yep. As as parents, we recognize this. So, wait, However, who, who, wait, oh, wait, oh, wait, who said but, it? It was... But remember what I was saying about emotions. When emotions run high and you allow them to take over, I'm not saying people should become Vulcans, but when we're screaming and yelling and we're not listening, we're carrying on, we're having our temper tantrums and everything else, nobody benefits Everybody gets hurt. Things usually do not end well. And, and manners are forgotten. And I'm going to counter that right now with you're saying that um, that nobody benefits or nobody wins. These days, that's Depending a different story. Depending on context, yeah. No, no, no. But these days, that's a different story. Yeah, they might and get I a think, book. And, and I think that's the other reason why the, this outrage culture is so so prevalent. Because it gets attention. You know, a, a viral video of a cat walking down the street is all cute. A viral video of somebody absolutely flipping out in a McDonald's for no apparent reason. Well, that gets you clicks. That makes you popular. That gets you your points. That gets you your dopamine hit. If it bleeds, it leads. It's no different. That's the thing. It's some of the, if, even if you have to manufacture the outrage to, to get those clicks, there are people who are willing to do it because, you know, it's, is it a dopamine hit? Um, Is it, you know, like in spawn, you'll get a couple of bucks from, from Acme, Acme uh, condom insoles or some shit. I don't know. Okay, you can tell that uh, I, I don't get sponsored on YouTube. I don't get sponsored at all yet. I'm working on it. Uh, but but my point is the outrage mob or the, the outrage culture that we have these days, it, it's all about screaming the loudest so people will pay attention to you much the way a toddler would 
it at the terrible twos. Again, I'm I'm not a parent, so um and I'm not exactly gonna say that was by choice. There was definitely some circumstances involved. But I I th- you you hit it, tech. It's a temper tantrum. It's it's that cry for attention so that Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> Sujin hit it. I described it, but Sujin labeled it. Yeah, okay, sorry. But Sorry. All right. Have but this you is, forgotten what I can do? You, you we we're gonna have to talk about that. He can bit fix later. it in post. As, uh, well, no, I, I can fix a lot of things. Yeah, some of the problems that we're having right now. Uh, I, I've still got some audio drops because of network. Uh, mm. That's 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 a thing for later. Uh, but there's a piece over here. Uh, TD had put. I think there was a correlation with the perception of self worth, specialness, uniqueness is linked to increase in belief systems that emphasize that. And there, there, there is something to be said for that because the special is the one that is going to get away with whatever. But there's also mm-hmm. the hopelessness of if I drive this car, this good car that I've got that's working great otherwise, into the into the building. I don't care. What are they going to do? They're going to possess the car. They're going to sue it out from under me. What else can they possibly get from me? I've got almost nothing anyway. That's the problem. That's, that's the problem that I was kind of going towards when you have less that can be taken away from you. What have you got to lose? The, um, there was a line from the X-Files. I never watched it myself, but there was a line that was, that kind of came my way that I heard about. And it was that the cigarette smoking man, who, by the way, swore that so long as he lived, Buffalo would never win a Super Bowl. So, by the way, guys, screw you. Thanks ever so much for that one. He was instrumental in having Agent Mulder's mother not die from whatever it was that was going on. And when he was questioned about it, he said that the most dangerous animal is a man with nothing left to lose. And his mother would have been that one thing left to lose. So if mom stays alive, he's not nearly as dangerous as if he had nothing left to lose. When society feels like they've got nothing left to lose, that's where it was going before, that the id takes over and says, I need... So I'm going to do whatever it takes to get what I think that I need. And if that means a viral video gets you a, a, a dopamine hit, uh, and um, medically speaking, dopamine, you can overdose on dopamine just the same as you can overdose on pretty much any other, oh, feel-good chemical. No? Well, uh 
and too much dopamine, too many dopamine hits, eventually your dopamine receptors kind of go wonky and, and you don't get the same hit. So you need a bigger viral impact. Yep. Or yep. maybe you find something else to chemically induce good feelings in yourself with. And, and look at people. I mean, um, people have a, a panic reaction to a situation that's not at all dire. I mean, humanity is pretty comfortable compared to what we were uh, centuries ago. So, like, if you if you could be triggered by a an an image, and it, your brain thinks it's a life or death situation, that's kind of odd. Well, and and that's the other thing too, especially these days. And like, and, and this is where the whole where the insult of snowflake comes from. You know, where where everything is offensive, this and everything is that, and um. It's because there's a generation that really has never had to to suffer in the same way that, you know, let's say the generations before have. So a, a lot of stuff that you know, we of the um of the gray haired sort, because I am starting to get a few wingtips, so I'm told. Um stuff that we would just brush off and just kind of go, eh, you know, because we've seen worse. The generations that have come after us have not seen it. Like for instance, uh, the, the internet, I know of at least three more people on this panel who remember life before the internet, who remember life before the personal computer. Hell, who remember life before a cordless telephone? Yep. <laughs> I used to we get spammed by too. I used to get spammed by fax. Mm -hmm. I remember. Now when... you see now now spam by fax. That, ladies and gentlemen, is effort. <laughs> <laughs> I still get spammed by fax. I remember. <clears throat> I remember. That's what happens when you work for the government, dude. I remember okay. when HBO in-between movies had intermissions that took you yes. on a video tour through museums. Yes. I remember when TV stations would switch off at about two in the morning and yeah. come back on at six. Yeah. But, but also remember when I was, when I was a kid, color TV was, Still relatively new. I, Sorry. TV stations used to go next in color on CKY. They actually had to had to say that because they were still airing shows that were black and white. Yep. Yep. Um. Now there's there's another there's another piece to this too. Earlier today, little one and I were at uh, at one of the malls, and I picked up one of these. What was life like in the year you were born? And I picked up the one for 1969 because, told you, I'm I'm mm -hmm. I'm, I'm I'm still 50 for a little bit longer. 69, dude. Yes. <laughs> if I'm still around, then we're having a fucking party, guys. And I looked at the things for how much did an average house cost? Fifteen and a half thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. 
How much was it to attend Harvard? $2,000 a year. How much would people expect to make average salary? I've forgotten what the... I've forgotten what the what the salary amount was. If you 8,000 I think it was I think it was I think it was 8,000 a year. Now hold, hold, hold that thought. Hold that thought. I, I know where you're going. Just hold that thought a second. I did quick calculations in my head to look at this stuff, and I told the little one, a house now it's 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 you add a zero at this point. It's 10 times roughly mm-hmm. 150,000 dollars. I can see that. That's that's a pretty good house. How much would a car be? Fifth, uh, what, what would it have been? Uh, Fifteen, twenty thousand? I think no. It, it would have been thirty thousand because it was th- it was about three thousand then. Thirty thousand today? Yeah, okay, I can see that. That's 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 a good midline car. That's a good midline car. But if you make an adjustment for inflation... Yeah, I, I know. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Hold on. Hold on. House, 10, ten times the amount. Car, 10 times the amount. College at Harvard? The idea of that going from 2000 to 20000 if it's 10 times? I don't think so. No. And then wages for someone... And I looked at that, and it went from, if you were going from 8000 a year <laughs> to 80000 a year? <laughs> no, wages that did not happen. go. Wages did not keep up with that and go to 10000 No, now, wages kept uh-oh. up with inflation. The average minimum wage would be about $24. So, Joseph, now by all means, go go there. Well, he just said it. Um <laughs> If we if we compare it with if we uh, make adjustments for inflation on dollars of prices, we'll find that car prices have not gone up so much. House prices have exploded. Education prices have exploded. Like you guys said, wages have stagnated. I mean, you can still get a semi decent car at like eighteen to twenty thousand, but those college prices are off the freaking hook. Now the police. And that how I would, do they rationalize? How do they justify that? I I don't understand. Because. Because they can. Yeah, and that's that's, you that's, know, that's exactly to. that's exactly the point. Because if you think because. about it, well, okay, if you're going into something like hard science, like chemistry, astronomy, physics, biology, um, or if you're studying, you know, getting into the medical field. You know, where, where that kind of education is needed. Okay, fine. But especially these days, like if if you want to get into, you know, like, um, oh, I don't know, something like broadcast journalism or communications or something not quite as hard science-y as what I just mentioned. Becoming a lawyer. Well, but the thing is, there are other ways to do it that don't require you to go and get end up $60,000 in debt when you get out and realize that the job market is not there. Yeah. You know, like when I went to college, okay, 
at that time to get into, to get into the IT field. Yeah, you did need a degree because back then it, that was still kind of a, it was still kind of nebulous at that point. These days, not so much because, because these days technology is so prevalent, you know, you could earn, you could get a certification equivalent education on computers just by watching YouTube. Now hold that, hold that thought a second. The reason why I was going down this road and you guys know for well, I don't ever go down these holes unless me in, 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 in driving the train on this one, unless it's a reason because we've got a little bit of time and this is what I was going to just splatter onto the whole damn thing at this point. Is it reasonable to think that at the time, the 60s, the late 60s into the early 70s, when Dr. King was doing his thing, which was the, 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 the 60s, of course, because, you know, that maybe, just maybe, there was more opportunity for the peaceful protests, for the civil disobedience, because overall, societally, there was more comfort, there was more security, there was more opportunity for people to be able to not worry nearly as much as today, by comparison, where you didn't have to worry nearly as much for how were you going to be able to pay for higher education, for transportation, for housing, for health care compared to scrimping and scratching now and so much of that is translating now into I need to get because otherwise I cannot survive for two months. Yeah. I think in that case I would say yes because again look back to the 60s you had the factory work factoring sector which was huge People were an investment for a company. Yeah, and and manufacturing jobs were fairly lucrative. I mean, you needed a lot of people to to build whatever. It could be widgets, it could be cars, it could be anything. You got into IBM, you had a job for life. Well, not even so much the tech sector, but what I'm saying is like well, if you get into if if you were working at Ford, if you were working at you know, Acme steel that did nothing but create ball bearings. No, I, I, I got you. I, I'm sorry. But the, but the thing, the reason why I brought up specifically IBM is mm -hmm. that IBM had a, uh, they had a manufacturing plant, a set of manufacturing in Binghamton, New York, where a buddy <laughs> of, mine, buddy mm -hmm. of mine used to live down that way, Johnson city. My dad and, used to work at that one. And yeah. if you got into IBM and they did a, shit ton of different things not necessarily specifically computer tech related they did a they've done a lot of stuff if you got your foot in the door at ibm in those days yep. you had a career it, not just a um there was also uh, ibm had this amazing reputation because of what ibm did the reputation of Right on in. We won't stop you. You can show them everything, well, within reason. And the unions would come in, 
because my dad actually experiences and they'd say, well, you know, we can get you raises if, 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 uh, if you allow us to do this now, mind you, I'm pro union. Okay. There's mm-hmm. a, I think retail service and food service needs more unions. I think it service needs more unions. There's a lot of things that right now, a lot of people would hate me for saying need more unions, but IBM at that time in its heyday, a union couldn't do anything because the unions couldn't get the people better pay because they were getting more pay than the unions could have gotten them. They were getting better benefits than the unions were getting other people. Uh, now, mind you, that doesn't mean that the unions were bad. It means that other companies were so bad that the unions were very good for the people. IBM was setting the bar so high that not even a union could compete. That's not the only reputation IBM had. And this is something, again, that my parents experienced when they went to a bank for a loan for a home mortgage. And they put down that they had worked, that they were working for IBM because they both worked at IBM at one point. The stack of paperwork for the loan, which was about this thick, when the agent, the bank agent found out that they both worked for IBM, the stack of paperwork went to this thick. Yeah. And for those of you who are playing the audio game only, imagine about an inch and a half di- uh, a stack of paperwork diminishing to about mm, half. Half. There. Maybe a third of, 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 of an inch. And... Um, and that was because IBM had the reputation that if your department was getting shut down, they would, if they couldn't move you up the ladder, you know, because you deserved it and you put in hard work and everything else, they'd at least slide you somewhere sideways that you could cross train on and they would pay for your training. They would say, look, this person just came in, this, that, and the other thing. They also did some other things that didn't really make the papers, but if you were IBM or you might've heard of some of the stuff that they did. For example, uh, there was one gentleman in question who had a tendency to drink his paychecks. Now, any company in today's society would never, ever think of withholding a paycheck because lawsuits and everything else. I had a wife and he had some kids. The manager uh, of this man had a sit-down talk with some people behind closed doors. They managed to get the check to the wife so that she could, at the very least, pay the bills, get the food, and then let the husband drink the rest of it. Companies didn't do things like that, you know, and and if a company was going to get away with it, it was definitely IBM. But we went from being the off, but companies went from having an office of personnel to human resources. Mm-hmm. And resources are just to be used and discarded. Yep. And, and that's how politicians see voters. That's a resource to get me what I want rather than these are the people who are asking me to represent them to help them achieve what it is that they want. Yeah. To better their lives. And they're forgetting this. And any politician who tries to aspire to those, you know, those glory days of it's the people, idiot. You know what I mean? Any of them that try to aspire to that these days are torn apart by their opponents, be it 
from the opposite party or from within. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you know exactly what I'm alluding to there. I, I, I You don't even have to mention it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, it's a, it's but that's what I mean. Well, oh, Joseph, hold on a second, because because we're getting a little bit closer to, you know, needing to wrap. Um, Tech, you kind of sit out. Dallin, finish your thing. I'll, I'll come over to you, Joe, to kind of. Yeah. Uh, just all I'm saying is that, you know, again, watching a lot of what's going on, the, the, the infighting, uh, I, I hate to regurgitate what I've said constantly in all of this. And it's just, it's brutal watching watching this watching the the people that seem to have the the actual interests of what the office is supposed to mean at heart being absolutely marginalized and ripped apart by by their own party now mm-hmm. again you know asking a lot of these people what's your platform and the response i'm seeing you're not you're not in this for the people you're in this for a win and what that win means i'm not really convinced that it's entirely good for the country as a whole i mean i've heard very little on again on certain economic policies um you know what are you going to do about the fact that you've got homeless people will do about wealth disparaging uh, wealth disparity. Uh, do you have, uh, do you have a plan to re-energize the country's workforce? Are you going to bring jobs back or are you going to create an atmosphere where new jobs can be cultivated, created here in this country so that your own economic system can get that much needed reboot that it needs so that everybody is so freaking angry all the time. You know, the, the, the pacifier is the paycheck. You, you want people to stop, you know, yelling and screaming online? Then stop shipping jobs overseas because you, you can, because you can profit more because one person profits more, you know, or, Encourage entrepreneurship. Give give people some kind of avenue or, or some kind of direction that they can get out of this without just telling them, oh, uh, if you follow me, you're following me because that guy's bad. That's not a reason. That's nothing. That, that's, that's basically creating ammunition for that one person. And that's not healthy. But to the person listening, that is a reason. I mean, it's what really bugs me about uh, trying to have a conversation with uh, survived by imitators is that uh, there are arguments. It's it's basically every logical fallacy. It's um, what we have to stop is letting other people decide for us what's best for us. If we don't start thinking for ourselves, it's like what I said before, um, a democracy without autonomous thinkers is not one. And there's a certain part of our population that are fully aware of um, 
that most of us are in survive by imitation mode. And <clears throat> while they want them to be programmed in a way that's most convenient to them, and uh, they seek to get the most out of that situation of dominance. Yeah, um, that's quite a... <laughs> but... Uh, <clears throat> the the, the yeah. trouble, well, the trouble I find was, yeah, we, for another time. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Joseph, was was that pretty much going to do for you on the, on that point then? Um, yeah, um, we can talk about this another time. But I mean, really, what I'd like to see prevail is um, an autonomous thought movement. You know, to extract from the atheist movement, uh, quote unquote, um, the the skeptical. The skeptical. We need to teach people. And I mean, basically, you know, in every situation, uh, everything we've talked about today is basically um, you've got a credulous public buying a product that they don't even see or understand. Have to see about that, uh, Joey. Uh, I know you've been very quiet because, well, that, I'm back. That, <laughs> it's all right. Uh, I was I was saying that you know uh, normally when you're quiet, it's because you know you don't have anything special uh, to specifically drop in, and you do when you do. So at this point, uh, was there anything that uh, you wanted to put out that maybe you hadn't already? I mean, I. Just put out a about a pound in there, but never mind. Um, I'm coming back into the show after having a short break here. I know. So I'm not sure what exactly we're we're on right now. It's okay. That's why I was saying if there was anything that you didn't put out that you wanted to that hadn't yet. So if the answer is no, I got nothing. That's not, at, not at this time. No. Okay. That's fine. And, uh, Bridget. Well, the only thing that I've got to say is as long as we have a toddler in chief in the white house and people who want to emulate the toddler in chief, I don't see where things are going to get any better. And fuck Mike Pence. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. After, <clears throat> after I gave her that one, uh, you know, that, that one night where I was just like, and, and, oh, right, yeah. Uh, that's why I'm so mixed about the impeachment trial. It's like, if everything goes through successful, then we'll have President Mike Pence. Well, he might get impeached, too. Uh, <laughs> if we could, you know how lucky we would have to be for that to happen? His hands were not clean. Trust me. Yeah, but unfortunately, I don't think the fact that he's a great big theocratic poopy head is really um, an impeachable offense at this point. Uh, Now, the only reason I say that, the only reason I say that is because I really haven't been following what his laundry list is. Well, he knows where all the bodies are. Right. Mm -hmm. But something tells me he doesn't have any nerve endings left. 
fingertips. So, you know, the bamboo shoots between the fingernails ain't going to work. Not that I'm condoning anything, folks. Just my disclaimer. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 mm, I can't say what I'm thinking right now. Cause management and staff of Holy crap, the vlogcast do not endorse nor condone the use of torture to elicit information from bad politicians. Although it would be Although rather entertaining. I feel like it's a necess necessary evil. It's not. No, we could always just uh, put them onto a Japanese uh, game show and, and put them through a whole bunch of hurdles and see what happens from that. <laughs> There's a, a thing for that. All right. Let me go ahead and uh, close this up because we've only uh, where are we time wise? I don't have. We are says. five past midnight or yep. five past two for you. Yep, my thing is uh, saying that we just we just passed the two hour mark, so we're right. All right, we're, uh, we're slightly slightly over time. We can quit less over time than normal. Uh, so my real quick uh, closing on this is this: what Doctor King wanted to do is admirable. I wish it were able to have been fulfilled by now. It should have been in a lot of ways. His message is still clear. There is a pathway where love can do what we want it to do in order to change society. But we need to make sure that that message gets earlier and earlier to people. We've been shown time and again, hate is a learned behavior. You put a bunch of kids together, they will just play. You want to play? Sure. Why is your skin that color? I don't know. Okay. If we can teach that that level of love for one another helps and benefits and does good when all is said and done, it may take a while, but like with the things that we want from the body politic... Maybe, just maybe, when those seeds take, all we need to do is wait for the old guard to die off. It's going to happen anyway. I think they're trying to take us with them. That is a concern. But I'll be damned if I'm going to go down without having done the best that I can to try to do the king's work. I'll say it. Dr. King is dead. Long live the king. We got to get out of here before I have a uh, minor emotional meltdown that I was not anticipating because um, yeah, reasons. So let's just go ahead and uh, get our butts on out of here. Joseph, as always, thank you very much. You have yourself a great week and, uh, you know, keep working hard, man. You, you, you stay warm and, and thanks for being able to make it. Oh, thank you, sir. And you have a great week too. 
I'm hoping for that. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll give you I'll give you a happy uh, for the week in a, in, a, in a moment. Tech, as always, thank you very much for your time. You to try to take care of yourself and uh, keep smiling. Yes, that's 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 good. By the way, uh, to help you uh, with the with the whole uh, keep smiling thing. By the way, uh, the um, want you to know that the horrible scopes did have a uh, a listing over here. I wasn't going to do this, but really quickly. Because because tech could probably use with a, a good laugh. The horrible scopes from this week. Leo, think your secrets are well hidden? They're not. You've just surrounded yourself with people who are either too nice to say anything or who haven't picked up on your humble brags yet. Remember the IT mantra. All is known. Known. I thought you'd have a good laugh at that. Amusing. Of course, you made me sit in a room with the frickin' Libra fire, though. <laughs> we'll talk about it later Bridget thank you very much for remembering to uh, to uh, congratulate Mr. Pence in your own special way but thank you you might want to rephrase that <laughs> nope nope I, I said exactly right because I, I would like the nice folks at Echelon to know that we really truly appreciate exactly what we say <laughs> So thank you for your time on. Yeah, thank you. And if you want to send me a friend request, you can find me on Facebook, Bridget Fitch. Uh, find me on blog at BridgetFitch2112.wordpress.com or stop by and see me Monday night on Beyond the Trailer Central, 9.30 Eastern, where I'm not sure what not yet, but I'm sure it will be interesting as always. Fair enough, hon. Thank you. Do you want to say it one more time? Fuck you, Mike Pence. Well, you didn't say it the same way, so I guess it doesn't qualify as the same thing. So we'll... we'll Fuck you, Mike Pence. That's close enough at this point. I think we're going to have to change the rating of the show now. Possibly. Joey, thank you. As always, you have yourself a uh, a warmer rest of the week and drier, preferably. No promises, but... Fuck you, Mike Pence. Thank you. Dallin? Um, I believe you can get away with saying, um, <laughs> diplomatic immunity. <laughs> so, thank you for your time, and, um, if you if you actually listen to the audio on my side, uh, yeah, we had some uh, some network dropouts. We're gonna have, uh, I th- I th- I'm gonna see about uh, some way of trying to fix that for later. But thank you as always for all your work, helping. Yeah, my pleasure. Of course, I am the curator of the audio version of the podcast. dot com. Little behind at this point, but uh, yeah, give me some time. <clears throat> Things have been happening. Um. And for any other uh, things, thoughts, random streams of consciousness that I may have in my more lucid time, those over at inthewind.yo5.ca. Appreciate it, man. All right. Uh, and, of course, for all of you over there on the live chat, which is on this side of my screen for a change, which means, yay, I'm pointing at the right spot over here for a change. Uh, TTCF, Stephanie, uh, Beth was there. I, I'm kind of getting the funny feeling that she probably passed out, which wouldn't surprise me entirely. You guys have yourselves a good week. We'll be looking forward to talking to you again 
next time. And um, who knows? Maybe I will. Uh, maybe I will take some time out and I will record the horrible scopes to to add. Maybe later. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see. I mean, after all, a, a happy would be nice for change, wouldn't it? Just a thought. Anyway, I'll read off the the rest of the list to the uh, to the crew when we get out of here. But otherwise, we will be uh, seeing you guys again next week. As was said, holycraptoflogcast.com has got all the information that you need for social media links and following us for everything. The phone number, if you want to leave a voicemail message, is 859... God, I can't read my screen right now. I moved everything around. Now I can't read it. 859-HCTV-554. 859-4288-554. And, of course, if you'd like to drop a couple of dollars our way, that would be wonderful. That's uh, patreon.com slash HCTV. And, um, just take care of yourselves, please. Please be safe. I've got, uh, I've got, I got stuff kind of going on in my head and, uh, I will leave you all out there in, uh, in listener land with, uh, with a kind of a happy and a smile. Tiny Tribble got his first college acceptance email earlier this week. I Yay. will not say where or or what state I will say as far as to I will say as far as to there is a new chapter being written and I don't know what to do with this one yet. But we'll see. So in the meantime, as always until the next time we get together everyone. I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And of course, my lady, I don't know what to say. Matane Fujin, I love you and I miss you. Dream of me. So as always, everyone, until the next time we get together, everybody. Good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.